I got two gabagool, a kapakul, and a godfather minute. Hello, everyone. I am Alex Robinson. And I'm your co-host, Andy Robinson. And this is the Godfather Minute, where we discuss the classic film from Paramount Studios, one minute at a time. We're doing it one minute. We're chunking it up. We're chunking the hell out of this thing. We're discussing minute 11. 11. All the way up, all the way up, all the way up to 11. 11. 11. So wait, this podcast goes up to 11? This is it. This is the finale. Well, why didn't we just have the finale be number 10 and make that the last one? (laughs) This is the last episode. (laughs) Uh, E minuto numero undici. E minuto numero undici. 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 You got it. You're not going to ask me to say it along with you? Oh, say it with me, Alex. Undici. 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 You're doing great. Oh, grazie. What what does that mean? That means I only know the numbers. Uh, in your in that means uh, wh- who are you? A language judge? Go do your job. <laughs> go do your job. Go go learn Italian. Go do your job. Well, it's minute eleven. We are still at the big Corleone wedding, and minute eleven starts with uh, Don, the Don and Mama Corleone dancing mm-hmm. together at their daughter's wedding day. Mm-hmm. She asked, he could not refuse. That's right. <laughs> This is this is the day where Mama gets him to do the laundry, do all the dishes. We point if they're like, "Hey Don, do the worm," and he's like, "Oh, I gotta do it. I can't refuse any request." And then Polly's like, "Hey uh, Don, do the new moonwalk I invented." <laughs> oh yeah, so we have some good Polly material here. We see uh, mm. Connie is uh, having her silk purse being mm. stuffed. Mm-hmm. With uh, with what is it, uh, thirty grand and twenty or thirty grand in small bills? That's right. She's she and Carlo are collecting these envelopes, cash, and putting it in in her silver bridal purse. I think it's weird, and that that I'm, I'd be curious if this is actually in the book. This it's almost like they wanted to convey that he has the idea of stealing it, so he has to do this monologue where he's like twenty, thirty cash, like standing by himself. Like, you know, it is in the book, yeah. but I don't think it's dialogue. Oh, yeah, I think sense. it's the author. What, what do you call that? Um, it, it, omni, yeah. Omnipresent or like interior model? Like, a, yeah, yeah. Omnipid, it, um, omnis, omniscient. It's the narrator who's saying, Polly observed yeah. that all the yeah. money and added it up in his yeah. mind. So it is pointed out in the book, no doubt. Yeah. So they wanted to include it. Yeah. But, but he's not standing around saying saying out loud, wow, I wonder how much cash is in that bridal purse. <laughs> I sure could use to, that cash. He should have been saying it to like the photographer's assistant or something. The kid's, <laughs> hey, kid. like, kid's like, are you talking to me? <laughs> kid's in on it. Kid's like, kid's like I, could, I could buy a lot of more plaid pants. I can move out so my mom won't keep dressing me in these plaid pants. Yeah, so it's twenty to thirty grand in small bills. Cage. Uh, now, what is what are small bills? Are there like fives and ones? It can't be. <laughs> Give me that small. No, it must like be like 20s? yeah, yeah, twenties as yeah. opposed to like 
thousands or yeah. hundreds. Hundreds. And also keep in mind that this is 1945. That's true. So hundreds might have been a lot rarer back then. Yeah. Because, you know, as we learned so maybe a couple small of weeks bills ago, were fives. Let's see. What could $100 buy you? Like uh, I know gas was 15 cents. Yeah. So the car was like $1,000 or $1,500. A, a lot of gas in that uh, tank. Yeah. A lot, a lot of petrol in that, that <laughs> gas tank. Uh, and then he also ends his little monologue. He says, um, uh, oh, Maron. Oh, if this was someone else's wedding, sweet tomato. <laughs> but he awesome. says it like when he says it, you know, in Italian, it sounds more. Uh, yeah. I'm going to use that from now on. Sweet tomato. Uh-huh. I'm going to use that whenever I have some. Uh, he says some Italian there, too. I When I went back and watched it uh, after that dialogue, he says, he says Oh, so you said he says to- tomato? Sweet tomato. That's really? what it says in the script here. It says oh, sweet tomato. I saw in another location that he said sfortunato, hmm. which is how unlucky, how unfortunate I am. Oh, I sfortunato. Wonder, oh, that, I wonder if that's really it. Yeah. Sweet tomato sounds like a that weird seems, thing to say. That seems like an Anglo, an Anglo yeah. interpretation of what he that's said. That's what it says in the original, in the, script, in the script book I have here. Oh, wow, maybe that maybe Paramount changed that. Maybe they felt it was getting too ethnic and that the audience wouldn't connect with sfortunato instead of sweet tomato. Well, it's funny because the, this, um, the script I have here, mm-hmm. when they speak Italian, it just says, speaks Italian. It doesn't oh, say. Oh, it doesn't put the lines in. Yeah, there. like when mm. when Clemenza said when uh, in last week's minute where he says uh, you know oh, dance floor and Clemenza's like hey, you know what are you a dance judge or something yeah. says something in Italian go do your job and it just says speaks Italian it doesn't oh have. interesting you know I think the one I has the one I have has the Italian because Clemenza in that previous minute says fatti casi tui which Whoa. is mind your own damn business oh so I think he probably does say sfortunato how unlucky I am which is yeah. another suggestion that Paulie is unhappy with his current place in the family mm, that's true. wait so yeah. I should have brought this up yesterday do you think Clemenza was like embarrassed about his dancing and that's why mm. he didn't like when Paulie was like oh you're a good dancer he's like shut up like I don't think we don't watch me dance. I don't think we talked about yeah. that angle, but it's possible. I got the impression he was just oh. being a jerk because that's what he needs to do. Yeah, stupid Although jerk. He, yeah. <laughs> oh, we also didn't mention that Clemens is drinking from a pitcher that's of sangria. Right. We oh totally my forgot gosh! To that. <laughs> I want to bump up our rating of the minute from three to four because he's drinking. He says more wine, and we should l- diminish our ranking yes. of how we did Down a job. To it we too. didn't even mention it. We didn't even mention yeah. it. But that bumps up this minute's rating because okay, we yeah. pointed so, out yeah. our error yeah drinking wine from a pitcher at a wedding classic also, so i guess it's sangria right or do you oh, think yeah, that's yeah. wine just well, straight up more wine. wine no i don't know yeah what gives you the impression of sangria well because it's usually it's like people don't usually drink wine out of pitchers they usually drink it out of yeah, a bottle that's or true a carafe yeah. i guess but a, a pitcher scene and i don't remember if you can see f- fruit floating in it a whole lot of things i have a picture right here <gasps> Of the looks, picture? Yeah, it's a picture of him holding the, uh, oh, the picture. Oh, <laughs> weird. So uh, I'm going to assume it's uh, sangria yeah. but, or, or just some kind of fruit thing. It seems, more like, it seems more like a summer thing. Like you wouldn't have a pitcher of red wine at a hot well, August day. I don't know, day. but this is a, this is a traditional mm. Italian wedding. I don't even know if... It's Italian, oranges. It's I don't oranges. Know, yeah, we'll cut up. Oh, <laughs> Paulie put the oranges yeah. in there because he wants his boss gone. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, you you look terrific out there, Clemenza. Yeah, drink up, drink up these oranges. Sfortunato. Yeah, the script doesn't say whether or not, which just it just doesn't even have him drinking the uh, 
Mm. Oh, it says Polly uh, gets a pitcher of icy black wine. Mm. Wow, icy black wine. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) That seems like a like a mob thing. Not only is it cold, it's black. (laughs) It's like, are you sure it's not coffee? Uh, yeah, sweet tomato. <laughs> and so I'm going to guess that whoever was doing the script was just kind of like, what did he say? It sounded yeah. like it sweet tomato. Or it was there. a work for hire. The person was just yeah. putting down what they thought they heard. Um, Sfortunato. So when I watch TV nowadays, mm-hmm. I will very frequently watch it with subtitles on. Why? Um, I think partially it's because of a number of things. Mm-hmm. I think partially because I think my hearing is going. And mm-hmm. I think also partially the acting style nowadays is... People tend to be very kind of like underplayed and mm. mumbly when they think. Yeah. And I think also because maybe of our sound system on our TV, like it's it's mixed mm. for like surround sound. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's harder to stuff yeah. through the yeah. talent. But um, I've tried it. I feel like I, I end up just reading the whole time and I it takes away from the, the yeah. cinematic experience. But I def I hear you. I don't understand a lot of what's said. Well, there you go. Now you're <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the world of being old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I used to feel self conscious when I would like would watch something with Kristen, my wife, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, do you mind if I put the subtitles on?" And now she's like, "Oh yeah, let's just put the subtitles." She now is just wow. as much into the subtitles as as I am. I so find that. with accents too, it's very hard yeah. for me to follow, even British accents. I'm like, oh, what are they saying? Yeah, I'm related to these people. <laughs> Well, bloody distantly. I'm bloody related to these people's fortunato. <laughs> um that means how unfortunate I am. Oh mm-hmm. um I think Deadwood was the first time that I really started mm-hmm. doing it. Because mm-hmm. Deadwood, everyone speaks very mumbly and they're all speaking in a very kind of um it's it's not naturalistic dialogue. They're mm. all speaking in a very almost theatrical way, and, and mm. they're, they're using terms having to do with the old West that oh, wow. are, are are now mm-hmm. uh, you know no longer around. So when you read it, you're like, oh, okay, now at least it makes it gives you some a little bit more context. So anyway, maron, oh maron, sweet so, tomato. So Polly's fantasizing about getting into Connie's purse. <laughs> hey now, what, well, I mean. <laughs> You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, There's a lot sure. of small bills, a lot of cash in that bridal purse. Mm-hmm. How unfortunate. And then as Polly is fantasizing, what happens? Uh, somebody comes and starts throwing sandwich meat yeah, at him. Yeah, a friend of his. <laughs> it's great. Do you know who that guy is? I do not know who that guy is. He's identified he's in the friend. script as man. Okay. Just man. Right. <laughs> so. I'm guessing he's on Polly's level. In the family business, he he's, he's another, another he's another uh, one of Clint of Clemenza's crew uh, yeah. at Polly's level. Yeah, comfortable enough to throw him sandwiches and 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 courteous enough to have having got him sandwiches. Yeah, so, do you get the impression that Polly like was asking for like why we, is he throwing need, the sandwiches to? Him? We need to talk about this whole thing. Okay, let's break it that down. Doesn't make sense. Let's break it down. Let's let's break it down. Let's break it down. So, so this guy, this yeah. guy throws Polly sandwiches. Mm-hmm. If someone throws me sandwiches and definitely and gives me choice, he throws me two sandwiches because he says he got he has the two flavors. He's got uh, gabagol and uh, prosciutto. Oh, I didn't interpret that way. He throws. Yeah, I believe he threw, threw him two sandwiches. So here's a weird thing. And he says, the- "I got two. I got two gabagol, a gabagol and a prosciutto." Oh, I thought he was saying. I thought he was throwing him four sandwiches because he's like, I got two gavagool, a cup of cool, and a prosciutto. 
Oh, really? But I, but you're right. That makes more sense. Yeah, I think I, I think our scripts are different. Well, in this script, it just says speaks Italian. Oh, the guy couldn't the guy couldn't even bother to oh learn what the, the names of the things he was that's saying. Terrible. <laughs> so. Yeah, in mine. Oh, wow. And I'm just looking at it now. It says this this person was not credited as man, but as button man. Button man. It says button man from afar tossing him sandwiches. Hey, Polly, I got two gabagool, dot, 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 gabagol and pursuit. Got it. Okay. So that probably is accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, so I think Paul he speaks Italian. That's yeah. what I said the same thing. So he throws in the two sandwiches yeah. because he's a friend of Polly's. He probably works with them and, and yeah. maybe because Polly's working or supposed to be working, <laughs> he's, he's, he's giving him some food. So, but did Polly ask for it? Well, that's what it, it doesn't make sense. Why does Paulie call him a stupid jerk? Because that's the next line. He says, "Hey, you stupid jerk." Yeah, I, the, I have a for friend. Some reason, saying "stupid jerk" sounds so like contrived. It sounds yeah. so unnatural. Like, "Hey, you stupid jerk." Well, maybe back then it was it was more of a diss, a common diss. You think it, so? It, it does think? sound old school. But don't you remember as kids? I I remember hearing that a lot more. What you stupid jerk? Yeah. Well, yeah, as kids, but it's, but. It, it this to me sounds like like if we were watching it on like TBS or, and it was dubbed oh. like originally he called him mm-hmm. something else and they just dubbed it oh, into wow. you stupid jerk oh you yeah because like, it was even worse yeah so what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps you know that kind of uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so it's weird that he calls him a stupid jerk I don't know yeah. why he calls him a stupid jerk and why he uses those particular phrases I'm wondering if there's some other there's other information you think back in the 40s that was a fresh new phrase that like like well, why is he even mad at this guy for throwing is it because the act of throwing it that's what, is, is it, it embarrassing bad? is it because he knew the guy the button man knows that he hates those two flavors yeah he's like i got you two flavors your least favorite and your second least favorite <laughs> yeah. He really just wanted turkey yeah. and and bacon. Yeah, like a, he wanted like the white, the whitest. Like a, he's like, like, so I got your mayonnaise, like, yeah. and an American cheese sandwich. Yeah. I got your California club with tofu. Yeah, that's what he really wanted. <laughs> he's throwing him a big yeah. six foot hoagie. Yeah. Because Paulie doesn't want to become like Clemenza, all overweight oh, and eating food. So yeah. that's why he's mad. He's like, hey, you stupid jerk. You know, I'm trying to watch my, my calorie <laughs> my intake. <laughs> I, got you a, I got you a salad and a yeah, white wine spritzer. <laughs> yeah. I, can I talk a little bit about the sandwich meat choices? Uh, sure. Oh, I just want to say also, I, I love watching the guy who's standing next to Paulie oh, when yeah. the guy's throwing the sandwich. Yes. The guy's really amused by it. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. Whereas if I was there and someone was throwing sandwiches over my head, I'd be like, "What the heck is this? Why is this guy doing this? Come yeah. on, what are you gonna throw sandwiches all over yeah. the floor? It's your it's his daughter's wedding day. <laughs> do you think that seems disrespectful? It does seem a little disrespectful. Yeah. Now, to this this third this other guy who's amused by it, the button is man? he? No, no, the not the guy throwing oh, the, it, the, but the, this the other bystander. Yeah. yeah, is he in on the joke that we can't seem to decipher? Oh. Does he know that Paulie's trying to watch his caloric intake? And that's why he's amused by this. Maybe he's like, hey, you go eat up, fatty. <laughs> Maybe that's a little sleep with the fishes kind of thing, where like if if you if if you eating a uh, a sandwich like that is conveyed like either you're a traitor or like an insult to your manliness. Yeah, I was wondering if it yeah. did have some significance. But if I don't only think we had so. a Sicilian person here. Let's we should start making a list of questions to ask our friend Tony when he finally does show. Oh, up and that whole episode will it won't even be about a minute. It'll just be a list. Maybe we'll of do a questions. bonus episode that it's just 
Start writing. Are you have a little, start I have a list. I'm going to write it down. Okay. okay. Write this down. So ask Tony. What am I asking him? What is the, is, why does Pauly get mad when he throws him the sandwiches? <laughs> Specifically the Gabagool. When the button man. When button man. When the button king. Throws Pauly the two sandwiches. Yeah. Okay. The two Gabagool sandwiches. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And one is prosciutto. One is prosciutto, one is capicola. Well, and what I learned about the sandwiches, the sandwich choices. Stupid jerk. <laughs> is that gabagool and, and capicola are the same things. Right. So yeah. it's just gabagool is the Americanized, tra- or over the years, capicola became gabagool. It was just a change of yeah. pronunciation. The st- it's the, the same sup- thing. It's it's pork. Yeah, the Sopranos. They went into that too. The, yeah, yeah, you get the gumbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and in particular, it is the dry cured muscle running from the neck to the fourth or fifth rib of the pork shoulder or neck. Mm, you make me Maybe that's why Paulie was upset. It's He's the, like, "This is this is third rib. This is <laughs> this is third rib gumbo. Hey, you stupid jerk! <laughs> the cheap stuff." Um. So another, I learned a very interesting factoid about Paulie. Okay. Originally, a different actor was going to play him. Really? And that actor's name was a young Bobby De Niro. Whoa. Uh, wow. And, but as part of the deal, I guess he was under contract with Paramount and Al Pacino was under contract somewhere else. So they kind of said, Paramount was like, okay, you get for, in exchange for Al Pacino, we'll let you use Robert De Niro for some other movie. Oh, interesting. They're saying, of course, this that was a big break for Bobby D because yeah. it... It, he got to now play the much bigger part of, yeah. of uh, Vito Corleone. Yeah, young so, Vito Corleone uh, yeah. and Godfather too, as we'll see. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, uh, well, it, I wonder how it would have been with with Robert De Niro as Polly. Well, he barely has any. Yeah, like, it's not a big that part. much to do. No, that would have been so, a waste. I guess the more question is who would have played young. The guy, the actor who played Polly, would, would have, have played, played young Vito Corleone. <laughs> oh, sweet tomato. Oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, he still has the same dialogue. <laughs> Fortunato, hey, you stupid jerk. So when you watch old shows, like, for instance, Barney Miller, mm-hmm. old TV Great theme shows, song. one of the best. Fantastic. I'd say one of the top five theme songs ever. Excellent. We'll have to revisit that. Top five instrumental theme songs. Mm, okay. Um, would you quibble with instrumental or with the top five? Well, when you say instrumental, it really narrows down. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. TV theme songs. Yeah. I would keep it in total top five wow i think i would so it's the, just so rocking jaco pastorius on bass mm-hmm. that's a great 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 theme song it almost got me to like the show even as a little kid Barney I felt, miller yeah hmm. i mean we watched a lot but i was yeah. pretty young and i don't think i i don't think i got a lot of it i think it's it's actually a very funny show mm. uh if, if it's even if it's a bit dated yeah um you might enjoy it okay i'll give it a shot yeah well, anyway, so the, the question I was going to ask was that, like, in olden times on, like, shows like Barney Miller, mm-hmm. they would use the same, like, supporting actors all over mm. over and over again. Like, a guy who played a flasher in one episode would come back, like, six oh, episodes I later that. as a pickpocket or mm-hmm. whatever. I remember you know, that. Who cared? No one, yeah. no one would remember. But yeah. nowadays, of course, everything, because everything is, like... Uh, you know, people binge watch stuff. Everything's available on video forever. They would nowadays. They generally don't seem to that. do that. Yeah. So, would it have bothered you if Robert De Niro played Paulie and then they brought him back to play Vito Corleone? Definitely. You think he would have? Yeah, I think so. Even if they made him well, look because the movies were filmed not too far apart, right? In time, and so it would have been clear. 
Right. Yeah, it just would have confused things. Would it have surprised you if I told you that there are actors who play multiple roles in The Godfather? In Godfather 1 and 2? Yeah. It would surprise me because I don't know if I've seen I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just, oh, asking, okay. you. I'm yeah. just asking you if it would surprise you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting you should bring that up because the actor who played Bonacera oh my comes back in Godfather 2 to play Hyman Roth. No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't ask why he got cast <laughs> two different parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh so anyway so uh yes bobby de niro paulie so i think the exchange between paulie and the butt and his friend the butt man uh-huh. is, is just another great seems like a very real interaction and it's just a, a kudos to to francis ford coppola for really capturing the energy and the the reality of a wedding scene so like yeah this is another scene like you're saying would this have been scripted or was it just kind of like, hey, let's just like do oh, stuff boy. around and like? I mean, it seems so good that I, I feel like it has to be scripted. I mean, throwing the throwing the sandwiches right at Polly, right by the camera. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I mean, I know. I'm sure when they were filming it that they that it was planned. Yeah. But did someone sit down at the script and go, okay, do a scene where he throws mm. sandwiches, or was it just something that while oh, they were wow. filming stuff there that they just kind of that's a great like Tessio dancing with the girl? Yeah. Like, was it just something like that? Because it seems so, like... Why, you know, why would you write that? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem... It doesn't move the story forward. And it's not like you need to but, give Paulie more to do. He already he just had a monologue and stuff. You didn't yeah. need to do another, but... Anyway. You, you definitely needed Paulie speaking about how he wants to get into that bridal purse. Well, yeah, that. That's not the sandwich part than, of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, should we create a running list for when we have Francis Ford Coppola on yeah, an episode? Yeah. Okay. So what question should we ask him? Uh, was Did the you, scene with the sandwiches um, pre-scripted or was it in, invented? On, was it a, was it created on the set? Okay, good. So we have two lists now. No. Mm-hmm. One for Tony Consiglio and one for Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of stupid jerks. Uh-huh. What? What? I'm your brother. Our old friend, the photographer, returns. Oh, that's right. And he uh, <laughs> he goes to take pictures of the Don Barzini and oh, company. Oh boy, what a mistake! <laughs> what, Maybe is that what we'll Francis Ford Coppola wrote in the script? And he like, what <laughs> wrong answer? <laughs> what a bad move! <laughs> yeah, so he takes a picture of Don Barzini, and then Don Barzini motions to one of his henchmen, yeah. who goes over. Delegate. See, that's Actually, what I want. I delegate. want someone standing around where I can just gesture to them and they'll know immediately that I want that photographer's equipment wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> and I think two of his henchmen end up going and approaching the photographer, pulling the film cartridge. Yeah. An old school camera. Yeah, it's a whole right. cartridge. Pulls it out. Yeah. Don't They don't even destroy it. They bring it to Don Barzini, yeah. who takes nose. Clearly, he's done this before. He pulls the film out, and he knows how to overexpose it with light mm-hmm. to ruin the photograph. And then he and then he crushes, crumples it, it and throws it down. <laughs> Great scene. Yeah, scene lit. <coughs> Did um, was the photographer? I assume this photographer is someone the the Corleones have probably. It's probably like a family relative or something. Well, in the book, Puso writes that everyone working yeah, yeah, at the wedding the waiters, is related the to catering. the family in some way. Yeah. But maybe so, he just didn't know that that was a well, crime because he has to go around taking pictures of people. Yeah, that's his was job. he prepped by someone? Do your someone? job. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wondered too. Was yeah. he prepped by someone and by whom 
to take pictures of some people and not others. Yeah, maybe Barzini wasn't, uh, he wasn't warned yeah. about that. But and who would have done that? You think Hagen would have been the one? If the photographer were prepped, Hagen would have met with him beforehand and said, hey, take pictures of these people and not these people. If it was going to be one of the family members, probably, mm-hmm. yes. But I'm going to guess they probably had like a wedding planner, like uh, someone who was like stage managing the whole event. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. That seems a little beneath Tom's, yeah. you know, pay cut to be yeah. doing like, you know, talking individually with caterers and yeah. things like that. They probably have like a... Type if it were Tom, uh, Vito would have been, Tom, I'm putting you on the next plane to, to Jersey to meet with this ph- this photographer fella. Tell him. This big shot photographer. Yeah. <laughs> don't insist, but recommend that you don't yeah. take pictures of Don Bazzini. What if what if he doesn't want to be our photographer? Don't I'm, cry the I'm going to make him an offer again. I'm going to give him some film that he can't reuse. <laughs> it's actually very good that Michael wasn't there for the picture because... If the photographer had taken all those family photos and then went mm. and took in extra pictures, Tom oh. Don Barzini would have exposed it and wrecked the whole oh, thing. He would have to go right. back and go, oh, uh. I'm so sorry, Tom. <laughs> he would have had to go wait online at Don Corleone's oh, office to ask the favor of getting everyone together yeah. again for the picture. He would have sent in his, his, his assistant to go, <laughs> go ahead and ask him. Yeah. Well, Don, Don Corleone, we need to take the pictures <laughs> yeah. over again. <laughs> Oh, another kind of pain come to me with these pants. <laughs> yeah. You're, kid, you haven't even asked for my friendship. And then he has he runs the, the, the kid through that whole thing. Yeah. What do you mean friendship? Yeah. You're not in the third grade or sixth grade. Sir, I'm too young to drink coffee. <laughs> you never have me over to play darts or water guns, whatever your generation is playing these days. It's totally winks. <laughs> a hula hoop. A little early for the hula hoop, but you know what I mean. Be, be, be my friend, Don Corleone. <laughs> be my best friend. <laughs> That's a good start. So one other theory I had is that maybe the photographer was supposed to take pictures of everyone there and mm-hmm. he wasn't given guidance. But Don Barzini, being the modern Don, as we pointed out in a previous episode, mm-hmm. maybe he's the one that's just so sharp and paranoid that he, unlike other Dons, he's... He insists that no pictures be taken. He knows the power of the image yes. in this modern yeah, he's ahead age of, of his, technology that, you mm-hmm. know. He's ahead of his time. Yeah. I wonder, or, or do all the crime bosses not want their pictures taken? Oh, that's a good question. We don't yeah. see how, uh, we don't see how uh, uh, Kuno or Tatalia or uh, mm-hmm. who's the other one? Uh, Tessio. Oh, not Tessio. Yeah, Tatalia, Kuno. Uh, Stasi. Stasi, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. And I'm yeah. assuming they're all there. I don't recall if you see them. Yeah. Hmm. Should I put that on the Francis Ford Coppola questions? Was 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 Bruno was the, were the Tatalias at the family? Were they there and did they not want pictures taken of yeah, them? Yeah, put too? that down on okay. the list. Okay. For Tony Consiglio or for Francis Ford? Might as well, Coppola? you never know. Okay. I mean, you know, he might right. know how the what how the, the the families work. He's Sicilian, so he probably knows how organized crime works. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Now I'm saying that because Tony's a good friend of mine. Yeah. We we're, we're truly are joking. We're not stereotyping about no. Sicilian people. Yeah. Alex, have you I want to ask you, have you ever had someone take a picture of you and you didn't and you didn't want the picture taken? I've had my picture taken without someone asking me does that mm-hmm. count it's not like i was angry that they took my picture hmm. uh yeah i guess that counts yeah why, why, why were you angry 
No, I was not angry. Oh, you were not. So why? I was at like oh, a, a comic book show or something. Oh. I'd be sitting there signing someone's book or whatever. I'm a cartoonist in my day job. You you might know that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the listener doesn't. And I'd be signing a book for someone and they would take my picture. And, and so and then you would point to your I would love I whenever that's happened, I would like I I've I've uh, I've done that. Like if there's someone else standing near me, I will gesture to the person. Will you? Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's I would great. totally do it. Like, do they gesture. get it? Uh, the some people do it. I don't care. You know, <laughs> if they were to follow it through, they'd have to yeah. go over, take the phone, open up, yeah, the photos, delete the photo. It's a little oh. more complicated. Yeah. Well, no, I would just have them do it the way Sonny does. I would just break, have him break the camera and then oh, just throw the money just, on the floor. Oh, that's really badass. That's dude. so. Badass. But we got to save this for. Yeah, save this that's for, great for a later minute. But. um uh, so we get a little bit of Tom Hagen. Get a little bit of Tom Hagen. Is this the first time we hear Don uh, Tom talking? Mm, the Don talks to Tom in the office and gives Bonacera's job. He says, give it to Clemenza. Dude, you got to let this Bonacera thing go. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> referencing Tom Hagen. I don't remember if Tom asks him any yeah. questions. I think Tom just listens because he says, we want reliable people. People yeah. aren't going to get carried away. Yeah. No, I can finally go to my daughter's wedding day. We do hear Tom in a previous minute say to Sonny, hey, what's the ma- What's the matter? When oh, they don't okay. take the picture. What's the matter? Right, that's right. what he says. Yeah. And Sonny says, eh, it's Michael. Yeah, okay. But that's oh, not that's right. that yeah, much yeah. of a dialogue. Uh, so this is kind of a, a somewhat iconic thing. He, mm-hmm. he says he has to go back to work, and he explains to his wife that no Sicilian can refuse any request on his daughter's wedding day. Now, is this the, is this the first time we hear that formally explained? I, I mean, think we, so. We saw him offer justice yeah. on his daughter's wedding day mm-hmm. as a gift. This is the first time we learn that it's kind of like a, more of an obligation a than a, yeah. like then necessarily a gesture of goodwill on the part of the Don. Like yeah. If he had come to me about any other right. day, he might not have. He might have just said, listen, you never invited me over for coffee. Get, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> or he had to be generous on his daughter's wedding day. Yeah, I think it is the first time we learn that. I think it's great how we don't see Tom's wife's face. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of times in the movie where they you see and hear dialogue being spoken and there are other characters who are purposely turned away yeah hmm. the one that comes up is hyman roth's wife yeah. or girlfriend in godfather 2 there are plenty of scenes i don't know if you ever see her face no you, you do oh you, you do, do you do but there are definitely a few scenes where you don't see her face and she's there and even talking right yeah the focus is really on the other characters yeah. so interesting i don't know if that was per- on purpose probably yeah um, especially considering the role the women have where they're kind of like not, yeah, you know, there's your well, husband. Well, they can be careless. Yeah. Women and women <laughs> children can be careless. Children. Right. Um, apparently the Tom's wife was the, um, uh, the actress. Was she related to the production? Uh, she was uh, the assistant music editor at Paramount's television music department. Mm. And um, she was chosen uh, after a friend submitted her headshot to Coppola. Oh, neat. Which is funny because you don't even see her face in the, yeah. uh, the scene. Although you probably see it later on when yeah. uh, they're hanging out at the house more. But yeah. uh, um, So I'm, you probably have a note about this and how this bit is different from the novel. Do, or do you? Anyway, I'll, I'll just explain it. This line of dialogue originally was going to this thing was originally in the book. It's Michael Corleone explaining it to Kay. That's right. Yeah. And um, as someone points out, it makes more sense because mm-hmm. Kay is the kind of waspy outsider mm-hmm. coming to this Italian wedding, yeah. whereas Teresa, whereas Teresa Hagen 
is is Talia. Yeah, and she would know. So that, that's obvious. She would know what was going on, but they needed some way to let the audience know what was going on, and yeah. I guess give Tom something else to do in the scene. And so Teresa Hagen is Italian, apparently. And so, so Tom, a non-Italian, married her. Yeah. I mean, he's probably I guess, around in that scene, just living in that world. He's, those yeah, are probably I mean, the women he met. Yeah, I mean, culturally, he's Italian, yeah. you know. Yeah. He's just as much a brother as as mm-hmm. as any of the other, uh, you know, any of the other yeah. Corleone. That probably got him in a little bit better, too. Yeah. In the book, we do learn that Tom Hagen, we'll learn a little bit more about Tom. Yeah. Uh, we learn that he is a little jealous of Sonny. That he that Sonny gets attention from the Don. Oh sure, yeah. Like competing brothers. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know about that, would you, Alex? You and <laughs> your plaid pants. See, there you go. Don, Sonny is the rebel. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, and and Tom's, Tom's the, yeah. the more more calm headed, uh, yeah, more know. pleasing of his father. Yeah, yeah. And um, we and so we learn that H- maybe Hagen married an Italian girl because sort of yeah. to, to so please yeah. his father it's a reverse connie because mm-hmm. connie was an italian girl who married a non yeah italian yeah wait but he's no. not italian carlo yeah carlo is uh he's his northern oh, he's northern italian oh okay yeah that's, that was the yeah. difference that, yeah. that's where he got his blonde yeah. hair and blue eyes i was surprised and we'll get to this later on in godfather 2 but i was surprised they didn't show and i've never seen it in like a delete was it in a deleted scene where you see you hear about that Sonny brought Tom Hagen home. Yeah. And then they wound up more or less adopting him. Mm. But I'm surprised you never saw that. It seems like it would have been a, a fun thing to see in the flashbacks. Mm. You know what I mean? Have Sonny bring home the, t- you know, a 10 years old bring home. Yeah. But they, I they do talk about it in the book, Tom Hagen's backstory. Right. But you never see it in the movie. And no. I don't even think even in the deleted scenes, I don't no, think you see it. But. I don't know if there's an opportunity to do that because the flashbacks go back to where Vito is a child, not and, and a young kind of a young man, but not where the kids are. Well, no, you definitely see. Oh, you do see a little bit, yeah. Yeah, when they go back to Italy, but not like teenage. Wave not, goodbye, Michael, and all that stuff. Yeah, but not like ten, fifteen, sixteen. So I guess you do. Well, yeah. they could have. They could have. They could have. They could have jiggered the numbers a little bit and had yeah. them show up earlier or whatever. Yeah. So uh, anyway. So uh, maybe that'll be in the uh, Andy Garcia flashback movie yeah. that they're that they're uh, they're working on. Flashback, the forward flash, flashing back, forward flash, flashing back. Yeah, the um, forward flashing Picassoing back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you have anything else for minute number eleven? Eleven? No, I don't. It's um, it's it's slowly moving the story forward. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling we're gonna get back into the office because Tom says he's got to go back to work. Oh, that's right. We're a great office scene oh, coming up. Some, yeah, oh, some, my gosh. Some fantastic ones. <laughs> so the Don had a little bit of respite. He got to go and yeah. enjoy the wedding. But he's got to go dance with his wife. Dance with his wife. He's got to go back to work. Ugh, there's no rest for the weary. No. No rest for the wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give this one a four stars. Mm, why four? Mm, well, you have all the Gabagool stuff. You yeah. have Don Barzini with the mm-hmm. camera, and mm-hmm. then you have Tom Hagen doing the classic line about his daughter's wedding day. Yeah. So uh, no, like no one major thing that stood out, mm-hmm. but some good, uh, some good uh, stuff. You have yeah. the silk purse. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got your stupid jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the so sandwiches. I think there's enough to keep it to keep it interesting. Yeah, I agree. I give yeah. it four four stars too. I wonder what the lowest ranking we're ever going to give a minute in this movie <laughs> there's just no, there no there's no downtime it's all good you I want to make a prediction of a 
Well, the first one coming up, I think, might be um, the uh, Johnny Fontaine's musical mm-hmm. number. Mm-hmm. But I don't mm-hmm. know how long it goes. They don't last that long. Yeah. And it's interspersed with dialogue by Michael, I Hopefully. Believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. who knows? With the new, with, with some age and with some, with the new appreciation and viewing of that scene right. maybe you will yeah and watching like a it. minute at a time yeah it does different it's different perspectives so. yeah oh yeah so in case we didn't yeah in case we didn't mention it this minute ends with tom going back to work mm-hmm. so uh, we'll pick up with that next week for minute number 12 yeah um do you want to rank our coverage i thought our coverage was solid we talked about we talked about some italian culture would you rather drop the the our ranking our own coverage? No, let's try it. Okay. Let's try to keep it going. Yeah, I have to think back on how we have to very quickly do an assessment. Yeah. Well, of we our talked assessment. about we talked about the, all the Italian sandwiches. Mm-hmm. We learned about the button man. Mm-hmm. The differences in the script. We found some discrepancies in our source materials. This is like a recap. <laughs> it is <laughs> the photographer. <laughs> photographer is back. Uh-huh. Yeah, talked about Bonacera. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say three. Oh, yeah. Solid three. Just middle of the road. Yeah. Good job. Dependable meat and potatoes Mm -hmm. coverage. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right then. So, uh, we'll be back next week with Minute 12. And until then, leave leave the the gun, gun, take take the cannoli, and and the gabagool. And and take the gabagool. Take the gabagool. Stupid jerk. (laughs) 